lessons learned from five years and 5,000 students in Top Performer. Just over five years ago, Cal Newport and I launched the first session of Top Performer. The release was shortly after the publication of Cal's great book, So Good They Can't Ignore You. This advice book was dispelling the myth that following your passion was the key to fulfilling work. Instead, the heart of great careers are rare and valuable skills. In other words, being a top performer at your job. We designed the course to offer a structured approach to career improvement. How can you figure out how your career really works? How can you produce stellar work that will get you noticed and rewarded? And more deeply, how can you build a career that gives you the lifestyle you want instead of just endless ladder climbing? These aren't easy questions to answer. And over the last five years, we've had the privilege of working with over 5,000 students to try to find the answers. And this experience has taught us a lot. So in keeping with the themes of continual improvement that we talk about in the course, we decided to update Top Performer. In doing so, we've added dozens of new lessons, interactive worksheets, and even some additional mini courses to go alongside the main program. We're calling it Top Performer 2.0. And we're taking a special new session for students of the course, having registration until October 8th. If you want to check it out right now, you can go to top-performer-course.com or, of course, just go to my website and there'll be links there. Now, if you're an old student and you are already a member of Top Performer, uh, you should be getting an email relatively soon to let you know how you can access the new material. So if you are a student and you missed the email, uh, just send me an email and I'll get it sorted out. But first, Cal and I would like to share some of the biggest lessons we've learned teaching Top Performer over the last five years. Lesson number one, the machine learning fallacy. So an inside joke among those who help run Top Performer is how often the student's first idea about how to improve their career is to learn more about machine learning. Now, it's not to say that machine learning isn't valuable. It is. But its popularity in this context highlights the degree to which many imagine that the key to career success is found primarily in mastering an exotic skill. In reality, learning first to become reliable and then second to produce what you say you're going to produce at a high level is typically a much more effective platform on which to build advancement. So these abilities will get you noticed and it's once you're noticed that exciting opportunities to tackle big projects and learn fancy new skills will emerge naturally. Lesson number two, find existing paths before forging your own. Another common pitfall we observed was students' tendency to want to write their own story about how a particular career works instead of taking the time to master its reality. The aspiring nonfiction writer, for example, often wants to get started immediately writing a thousand words a day on their newly purchased and carefully configured copy of Scrivener. It's an exciting but tractable challenge and it gives them a compelling sense of progress. The problem, however, is this isn't really how people actually end up becoming professional nonfiction writers. A lot more time is likely needed to be invested in your idea. You need to gain more professional writing experience. You need an agent before you even write your first words. Not all energy expenditure generates equal results. So to get the most out of your time, it's critical to ensure your efforts are aimed where it matters most. Lesson number three, do the real work. One of our first top performer cohorts included a young architecture associate, and he was eager to work deliberately to advance his career and soon found himself poring over new design theory textbooks in his free time. The problem, however, was that learning new design theory was not really on the critical path to getting ahead. 
A better project might have been to focus on managing client relations, mastering the design software, or focusing on project pitches. In other words, skills that directly interact with the stakeholders that will determine his success. Many people are more comfortable with abstract, theory-style classroom learning. But in the professional context, it's almost always better to practice the specific concrete skills that matter for your specific job. Lesson number four, the grad school default. So we were also surprised at first by how many of our students were leaning toward grad school as some sort of default fix to feeling stuck or bored. As Cal teaches a lot of graduate courses, he can speak from experience when he says that graduate education can be an immense positive for your career, but this only holds when you deploy this education for a specific reason. The mantra we begin to preach was that you should enroll in a graduate program only if there is a specific type of position you want and you have good evidence that getting this degree from this program is what you need to obtain that position. Never spend multiple years and multiple tens of thousands of dollars going back to school based only on some vague hunch that having more degrees will open up more opportunities. Lesson number five, don't ask people for advice. Figuring out which skills matter for your career can be surprisingly tricky. One of the best ways to determine where to aim your deliberate improvement efforts is to learn from those who have already gotten to where you want to go. Getting this information out of someone, however, is harder than it seems. Why? Well, as it turns out, most people are very bad at giving advice based on their own experience. If you ask people for their advice, you end up putting them on the spot to come up with something useful sounding to offer in response. And this often leads to a panicked internal search to find anything that sounds right. You'll end up with coherent advice, but not necessarily the right advice. The better alternative is instead to ask people to tell you their story. So like a journalist, we want you to extract the beats of their career, pushing where needed to help understand exactly what it was, accomplishments, timing, a particular skill base that allowed them to make the most important leaps. Then you should go back through this reporting and extract the relevant advice on your own. So are you interested in taking the leap to improve your career? We're holding the first session of the newly expanded Top Performer 2.0. Registration will be open until October 8th at midnight Pacific time. If you're interested in joining, go to top-performer-course.com or of course, go to our website, scotthyoung.com and you'll find more information about it. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.